Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast, featuring Ted Ings and his distinguished guests. Each week, you'll gain valuable insights to level up your game in retail automotive's fixed operations. This episode is brought to you by BG Products, partners beyond products. And now, here's Ted Ings. It is time to get started, and there is no better way than to start a fixed ops roundtable with Mr. Energy himself, the great Tully Williams from the Nilo Company in Sacramento, California. Tully Williams, welcome back to the fixed ops roundtable. Well, thank you so much, Ted. It is an honor. Again, I can't believe you invited me back to be starting off this great. And I'm telling you, you have a lineup that is incredible this time. Oh my God. Well, you know, it's uh Tully, it's an incredible team that we have put together. Okay. Yourself included in that and putting that together. And we would not have this entire event without you. And I got to thank you for all you do for the entire industry and the spotlight that Tully has put on fixed operations and not just service, but parts and service and body shop. You brought it all together. And uh, I think at the last roundtable, Tully, uh, I drew the analogy from sports and I said that you are the John Madden of fixed ops. And I meant that. And I think that's very true. Well, I, I when you said that, I'm like, oh, my God, Ted, I love John Madden. And then I, I went back and looked at some old reels of John Madden. And I think I think I talk a lot like him. <laughs> Hands are waving, getting excited, you know, and that's what we need to do at all of our stores every day is what I think. And John Madden, when he was coaching, was on the field. He was there with his players giving advice. And then when he moved to the sportscaster role, I totally, I think he had like three different careers, right? There was the coach, there was the sportscaster, and then he got involved, you know, with uh, the Madden games and so on. But when he moved to the booth, the, the broadcast booth, he completely changed that entire uh, aura of sportscasters. And I think that's something that you have done as well for Vic Stops. Oh, you're so sweet, though. Thank you so much, Ted. You know, it's an honor to be here. And I tell you, a lot of great guests and a lot of great, you know, great people that have really come up. And, you know, I think a lot of us, you know, like, you know, like Robert, you know, and, 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 and Ed and all these great people that are just trying to help out everybody. You know, that's all we want to do is help our industry be strong. And it wasn't for you, Ted. Fixed Ops was not in the limelight. So it's great for us to come out and help all these people that need some love. And we enjoy and We actually, you know what? We learn so much from them as well a lot of times. Oh, that's a great idea. I'm taking that. You know, so there's a lot of good stuff going on today. Super. All right. So, Tully, with that, I will turn the show over to you. It's all yours. You're, you're, such, you're such a nice person. All right. Here we go. I want to talk about the Fixed Ops game plan. You know, when we're setting up shops, we just like hire a bunch of people and then we try to make it work out. And I'm saying, let's bring it down to where simplified what we need to do to make a really great team, right? When we make a great team, we want the team to be successful. How can we make a team successful? Have 15 techs and one writer? No, we got to have the right numbers for each position. And we want to base that off of our technicians, or I'm going to call our offensive line. And here's one thing. I learned this from Ed, Ed Roberts. Do you have a path for your team? You know, Ed's done an incredible job doing that. 
And I tell you, I took that on in like 100%. And all of our techs have a path, right? The pathway to 50 to $55 out here on the West Coast, right? We got to show a path for everybody. We want a path for our porters. We want a path for our riders. We want a path for our great parts team people. We got to have paths so we can make our team members because you know what? If your culture at your store and your mindset is that we want to help our employees, guess what happens? You're going to have the most successful team ever. And of course, I have to put this in. This is 100% based on hours capacity because that's what we sell in the fixed ops department, not the parts and service department, but the fixed ops department. And we want to base a lot of our ideas and our ratios around the total hours that we can sell out of your service department. So here we go, draft pick. We're getting ready to hire and get ready to get our team ready to go. So first off, bam, offensive line. Here we go. We're talking about building the tech team and having the right number. A lot of people say, Tully, I, I have all master foreman trained technicians. No. We got to have all different positions on the offensive line. Yes, we need our superstar techs, but we also got to have layers out so we can grow those great techs to be one day great foremans, right? So when you talk about teams of technicians, is look at what you have, look at your foremans or team leads, how you set up your store, and then you're going to have your master superstar trained techs. You're going to have your member techs, right? Those are the ones right below those masters that are working to become masters. And then most importantly, do you have the up and coming third string technicians out there ready to increase and grow and bring your store or your team to the next level? It is so important to keep an eye on your techs. And here's the deal. I'll say it again. They must have a path. When I'm hiring a up and coming Draft three, third draft pick. I'm going to go out there and say, hey, bro, here's the pathway to show you how you can grow to be a member, a master trained technician, and even if a foreman or a team lean one day, so you can make more money for you and your family. Now, when you build in that offensive line, you got to know how big of a shop you have and how many techs, because I look at a technician is 10 hours a day at 100%. And that's the basis for the next set. So here we go. Boom. Wide receivers. Here we go. We're going to get ourselves set up and make sure we have our wide receivers in the right number. When I mean the right number, do we want five, eight to one? No. we got to have an ability so those great wide receivers, our service advisors, can sell the maximum amount of hours they can to feed our offensive line, our technicians. So here we go. When I look at that ratio, 10 hours of tech at 100%. Do we want to be 100%? No! We want to be 120, 130%. But here we go. I'm going to say two to three techs per rider. Holy mackerel. I've been said it's five per. Five per 50 hours a day? Ain't going to happen, my friends. It's not going to happen. So here's what we want to look at is your wide receivers or your service advisors. Do you have enough time? Because what happens when we stress out riders? We don't sell anything. We're paper processors. And what happens? 
the holy grail retention drops because we're like these people can't even get me in don't even care every time i come back i have something wrong with my car no we want to make sure that our technicians offensive lines are making those quality inspections quality videos and pictures and sending those to all of our guests and make sure they can see what they want to do on their car and we have the time to educate our customers so they can make the right decision for them i say let's be heavy and not light on riders does that cost you any extra money very little and you'll sell more because here we go if i was at 200 percent i know that's a crazy number i might want to be at two one and a half to two versus maybe a three but if you're running 120 percent 120 percent that's a that's 12 hours every day per tech that's 24 hours a day you might think about it, is it going to be more closer to two or closer to three so really look at your rider base because you're going to say i hold these people accountable to sell yes but they got to have time to sell they got to have time to write up they got to have time to close out and they got to have time to take a break right we need that halftime break for everybody so guys and gals make sure your wide receivers have the time all right here we go what's next boom tight ends it's the parts guys if it wasn't for the parts guys we wouldn't sell any hours so i want to say have you ever thought you have enough tight ends at your store to support your technicians and i think a lot of times we forget <clears throat> well you know the tech you know, the parts back there no they need to be part of the team right because here's the deal as you grow have you increased your back counter and what the problem happens is the answer is a lot of times no and what we want to make sure is that we have the capacity of our parts department to make sure we get those quotes in time because when you look at when you're doing those inspections what's the critical point of making an inspection is getting that done first and getting that quote to the advisor or that wide receiver making sure we can get them out there so we can give the time to give those customers those estimates when the car is on the rack so when you look at your text to riders excuse me text to counter people tight ends is that we're looking about four to five because we have to make sure we have the capacity. Now, I think some car brands are gonna be more on the five-ish up that are more simplified because a car is built well, right? You look at like a Toyota or an Acura Honda, you can probably be on the more heavy side, but then when you look at a car like Land Rover Rock, you know, Land Rovers or Jaguars or Mercedes or Porsches, which are more complex, not saying their quality is not there, but the complexity of a lot of parts where instead of having two or three things, they're like 20 or 30 things what happens is is that they need the time to make those quality estimates and two if we sell them they got to pull the parts first so we don't want the tech at the back counter saying where's my parts where's my parts we want the tight ends or parts counter people to make sure we pre-pull all those parts and i say to you if the back counter is a funnel and it's slowing you down your whole shop will be affected how important are back counter people? How important are tight ends? Extremely important. So let's keep those tight. Make sure we have that ratio. And then next up, the support team, right? We got to make sure the support team is set. If we don't have people out there answering the phones, right? Making appointments, calling people, filing stuff, 
We don't have porters out there parking cars, washing cars. The team will fail. So I believe the support staff is just as critical as everybody else. And the support staff should be based on what? Our great offensive line, our technicians. So the number of technicians will be based on how many hours or how many techs you must have. And when I look at support, if you want to be in that customer supplies income, oh, that's right, CSI, right? And we are truly in retention business because that's what we are. We have to have enough support to support that, to answer phones, to make sure we're getting things filed, make sure we're making those phone calls, making sure we have those special order parts, making sure we call backs on declines or anything else. We have to have the support staff there. And two, don't we want those cars brought up in a timely manner, washed and cleaned to make sure that customer goes, wow, that's how important support team is. When you look at football teams, do we have a good support team? They have the best doctors in the world. And I say the fixed ops department needs that support team to be the best it can be. Please don't chintz out. So now, here we go. The salary cap. And I say there isn't any. Because we want to make sure that the salary cap, does your pay plans match what you want to do at your store? As you know, I talk about a lot back to the hours forecast component. But here's the deal. Everybody I talk to should be on that hours component. As I talked about last time, Ted, we talked about hours forecast for our parts counter. Bam! Our service advisors, our parts and service managers, our team leads. And if there's a bonus for your support staff, it's tied off of that on those hours forecasts because we're all trying to get down and get those hours sold, make customers happy, and get a repeat referral business out of it. So you can have all these plans, but if all of the plans are all scattered around, the focus at your store is not going to be on what? We sell hours, and we take care of customers, and that's the key issue. All right, here's our lineup. So talk about this. Here is the ultimate roly, holy moly team. 15 techs, 10 hours a day, 150 hours. Look at that. Three, five riders selling 20 hours a day. And you say 20 hours a day, Tully? That's not very much, but it's every day we are going to say at 20 hours a day. Remember, that's at 100%. Next up, we got to have three, three parts counter people, making sure we get all those parts quotes in on time. And second, making sure we pull all those parts for those technicians. And then last but certainly not least, the support and porters got to have three to four support and three to four porters to make the whole package work. So here we go. Let's talk about the results. Wow. Our team is based on hours. Our pay salary cap based on the forecast. Let's take a look. 150 hours, 21 days is 3,150 hours. Here's the next piece. One thirty one hundred and fifty hours times one hundred fifty dollars. P L G P H. What the heck is that number? Let's talk about that number because this is the most important number here to drive and and also estimate what you're going to do every month. That is parts labor gross per hour. How do you figure that out? Bam! Take your entire service part department income statement. Go to your parts statement, take everything that's on a repair order, 
Add that together, divide by the total number of hours. And guess what you have? PLGPH. So if I go 3,150 hours times $150, it equals $472,500 in fixed ops gross. Take that to the bank. Now, here's the fun part. If I can get my text to 110%, yes, the pay plan is going to pay them more. Boom, 3,465 hours at $519,750. And if we can get to 120, oh my God, 3,780 hours times $567,000 in gross profit. So now as we talk about the team, the team's coming together, getting those together, and we can get great results that we can track. Now, here we go. We got to have a scoreboard and a team, don't we? And the scoreboard needs to be this. Are you publishing your daily results? This is a absolute must. As you can see behind me, I have TVs in my office. But do you have TVs in your service drive, excuse me, in your service shop to show all of your technicians and writers where they are? Rank everybody. Show them the results of this great game we're playing. Have those leaderboards and then show the KPAs that your store likes to talk about. Be transparent. Have them see where they are every day and give all those high fives every day. Because here's the ultimate result. Let's make it to the Super Bowl and be successful at your store. And it's all tied about our offensive line and tied to our technicians making those 10 hours a day. Ted, I think this is the perfect way to get to the Super Bowl. Holly, I can't. It's only May. I can't imagine what you're going to do this fall. <laughs> wow. I took a lot of notes. And, you know, while a lot of people talk about Tully Williams and the hours, that has become now um, a standard at the Fixed Ops Roundtable. This uh, PLGPH is now another acronym, another term we're going to be using. All right. You know, it's a great way to budget your store. You know, and this is a real number. Chase this number out. You know, we have forecasts that we build and we build them around that number. But, you know, it starts with the hours, right? That's the whole key to this whole thing. It's all about the hours. And then if you want to tie dollars to the hours, because you know what? That's what dealers are all about. We tie those, we tie that number together, and that's going to give you a real number of the chase that you can chase every month to get everybody excited. Let me ask you a question that a couple of people have asked me at the roundtable. The visual tracking system that's behind you and that you just talked about, that's so important, that scoreboard, if you will, Coach, yeah. that's out in the shop that the team can see. Yep. How long have you been doing that out in the shop, letting the team see where they're at? So I, my previous place, I worked at the Del Grand Dealer Group, and I had televisions in those, and we had websites and so forth like that. And when I came to the Nilo, great Nilo company, I put those up within the first six months. And we've been publishing those for the last three years about results in the shop. And it really helps the store know where they're at today. Because if you're secretive on your data, don't. Don't be secretive. Be, be charitable. Because you know what the fun thing is? Look at you. You're the top of the thing. Look at you. You're moving up. Look at you. You're in the yellow. You're going to get in the red. Right? You're going to get in the green. You can talk about everything in front of everybody. Your store meetings, you can talk about in front of the television as it comes up. They cycle through every day. And we have contests we put on there, and there's other fun things that we do. 
what the really thing is about is that to show them where they are today, show them how they can make more money for them and their families and how they can be successful and also make it to the Super Bowl. So coach, what you're telling me is the transparency is not just important for the consumer, but also for your internal, your your employees, the people who are a part of your organization need to be I, need to be transparent with them. I think that's more important than the other. You know, I hate to say that, but I you know, tell you, here's the deal. The way I look at it is that if you're not making your employees happy, they're not going to make your customers happy. So it starts with your employees. Be transparent. Have a path for them. Have, show them the way. Show them how they can make more money for them and their family. And then the other part just comes along with the ride. Tully, thank you for sharing the playbook this morning. Um, I, I, again, continue to learn a lot from Tully Williams. I think I know our audience does as well. And you really made it very, very understandable for everybody here uh, this morning. I can't thank you enough, Ted, for all you do for the Fixed Ops community. I so appreciate it. And thanks again for this luscious invite. I can't thank you enough. Uh, I am sure we're going to be hearing about the hours uh, all day today and tomorrow and the following day. And, uh, you know, that's a testament to uh, to you, Tully, and the thank work you so that you do. So thank you so much on behalf of the Fix Ops community. Everybody, to kick our event off, Tully Williams keynoting here this morning. Tully Williams from the Nilo Company in Sacramento here today at the Fixed Ops Roundtable.